Welcome to Navigate, a podcast discussion from Tower Life Center, where we talk about how to navigate life, living as a follower of Jesus in a fallen and ever-changing world. Let's join the discussion. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back into another episode of Navigate. We are so thankful uh, that you continue to support and to listen. And uh, Today, we've got another special episode. I'm here with Amanda. Hello, everybody. And we have our good friends, Alex and Mason, here with us today. And uh, we've known Alex and Mason for a while, but um, we've just had the ability to be friends with them and to get to do life with them. And uh, they've got so much wisdom that we're really excited to talk about today. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Doing good over here. <laughs> I asked these guys, I said, what, how, can I, how can I introduce you guys? How can I... Uh, set you guys up and they're like, I oh, just say that we're your friends. We'll do the rest. And so <laughs> I'm going to give them a little bit of an opportunity just to, to kind of give a little bit of general background information, family, work, and uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. I'll uh, get us started. So I'm Alex, been married to my wife, Kelly, for 20 years. We have four sons. Um, my favorite son is here with me, Quinn, three teenage <laughs> boys, and everybody's favorite gator boy is Quinn. Um, three teenagers, um, Mason's graduating. Uh, we have a graduation party this, wow. this Saturday, 19, 17, 15, all the way down to five years old. Um, my good friend Mason and I, we have um, been uh, playing around in the space of uh, business and kingdom and how that intertwines. Uh, we've been doing that in small group settings. We've been doing that in uh, different churches, different churches. So little bit of a mixture of bringing church to business and then bringing business leaders to church and mm. supporting one another and yeah, love learning right. and growing in that way. Um, we also are um, area representatives with Everbowl. Everbowl is an awesome acai concept. So we help uh, bring franchise, Everbowl franchises to the Midwest, to the South, all over the country. And we are business partners with Drew Brees in that, which Ooh. is really, really cool. <laughs> we're going to strike that. We're only Hoosier fans here, yeah, so we're striking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is an Everbowl coming to IU uh, oh, here in a couple of months. Awesome. There we go. And some good friends of ours, the Fowlers, are opening. Oh, very, very cool. cool. Very cool. So, yeah, um, just super, super excited. Love the building, and you know, we just love you guys, so we're excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Mason, what about you? I am Mason McDonald, as you heard. I am not Alex's son, Mason. They call me Mason 1.0, <laughs> and he is 2.0, and he is the new and improved version. Um, uh, somebody did ask Mason just the other day if I was his dad, though. Oh, oh that was, oh. dude, that was the best day in a long time until last week when my nine-month-old son started crawling the same day my two-year-old daughter started potty training. Oh, that eclipsed that day, but before that, it was the best day in quite a while. Yes. Um, so yeah, my wife, Amy and I've been married for 10 years. We celebrated 10 wow. years. This year. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, it was awesome. She said, I do. I said, I got you. And it's been 10 years since that. It was a good <laughs> <There> day. <you laughs> go. And yeah, as Alex said, uh, we work together on all the Everbowl stuff. And then we have a, we're partners in a coaching and consulting company uh, where we do uh, business coaching and consulting. And like he said, partner with kingdom minded businesses mm. and, uh, just figure out how to let all those be intertwined. And so it's a ton of fun. Uh, we'll probably get more into it later, but I have one of those uh, stories where I don't remember not knowing the Lord. I've been saved mm -hmm. as far as I can remember. It doesn't mean I was good at it or better at it now than anyone else. <laughs> I just don't remember when it started. Um, so it's been a ton of fun. My my dad kept me in church my whole life and just served and loved it. And so since then, God's just taken us in and out of the business world and then ministry and the church world and tax mm -hmm. status has changed. Who signs the front of the check changes, but... It's just a ton of fun, and yeah. uh, I've loved the process. That's, cool. That's so cool. And I love how you guys have both kind of talked about this intersection of, of kingdom work and business, and I think that's really the heart behind our conversation today is, is how does that intersection work, and, and what does stewardship look like? Because I feel like at, the, at that intersection is where stewardship uh, really comes into play for us as followers of Christ. And so um, why don't you guys from a high level kind of give us, you know, why are you passionate about kingdom and business and that intersection? And how'd that come to be? Yeah, for me, um, been in business ownership for the past 12 years. And when we got to know each other, we owned a bunch of Verizon stores. And, you know, I, would, I was learning a lot by studying the word, going to church, being mm -hmm. in small groups. And I found myself applying some of those principles in my business and my leadership and seeing a really big impact about it. And I just started to wonder, well, why doesn't somebody teach that or, mm. or promote the mm -hmm. idea of that anyways mm -hmm. right yeah and big podcast consumer 
and was listening to a podcast. Um, I think it was Craig Rochelle's podcast, and he talked. He had a guy that was a franchise owner of a Coca-Cola bottling company. There used to be like 115 of them. Down now, there's only like 10 or so of them. Oh. And Christian man, and you know he's the he's the head of the board. And he was praying one morning, and uh, God said, "Well done, good and faithful servant." But when are you going to start thinking about all those employees of yours as well? So you talk right. about stewardship. Mm-hmm. It was a kick in the gut for him. And mm-hmm. honestly, for me, when he said it of like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I give my family a lot of attention to make sure that they're going to be in the kingdom mm-hmm. with me forever. But I don't talk about this with my team. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's not stewardship. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, that that's the first thing I think of when when I think of, um, you know, kingdom stewardship is the people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the relationships. It's the people. And obviously there's the, there's the, you know, for us, it's our home. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we feel like our home is God's home yeah. and we are the stewards of the home. We just get to live there. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, Forrest Gump's mom and people are coming, come do whatever, yeah. uh, hang out with the chickens and stuff, but it's not our house. It's God's house. And, yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, just kind of have that mind, try to have that mindset with everything where it's God's. I'm the steward of this, and that's a great honor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd say for me, it specifically, uh, we grew up with not a lot, but I always had a, a brain and a heart, and just really loved and clicked with uh, people who did. And most often, that's associated in the business world. But again, as I talked about, grew up in ministry in some form or another, and I, I borrowed this language from a friend, uh, Pastor Lee Deming, but. He says the kingdom or the future of the king, which is just the businessman, modern day terms, and the priest are tied together. And I just love that language because neither one can reach their potential without the other. We often finish that statement with the money and the checkbook, but it's not that. Mm -hmm. Literally the brain that it takes to build the amazing company that's successful with people and and money and budgets and all the things like that is the same brain it takes to be successful in stewarding God's house and his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then, and in reverse, like the businessman can never reach the potential that they have in their heart without that relationship with their pastor in their life, who they can yeah. call pastor and they can do life with. And it's just fun to watch it happen because uh, the businessman, stereotypically, businessman, businesswoman are not used to sitting at tables where they don't make the final decision. Yeah. So those relationships are awesome and full of so much <laughs> relational friction. And I love it yeah. because they're sitting at a table where they don't get to make the final decision. Yeah. It's not sure. what they're there for, but they get to add value, be wise counsel and uh, love the relationship. And then conversely, the pastor and their relationship with the businessman, they're not used to letting people in mm-hmm. that close. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the lonely island of leadership that we talk about. I mean, it was traveled to. Mm-hmm. You got there somehow. Mm-hmm. And people don't like islands. They like boats. Go get in a boat. Right. Get back in the boat. <laughs> Have fun with them. And so it's just tons of fun. And I love figuring all that out. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's a super cool, cool um, analogy that you were just talking about with the, the priest and the king. And um, you did a really good job at a high level. And at some point, maybe throughout this conversation, we'll come back to that. Because I think mm-hmm. for those who are in the business world for those who are working and you know that's their call in this season of life there's still a obviously a space for them to come alongside the local church and to come alongside the the spiritual leaders in their lives and to um, continue to be the church not the four walls church but the body of christ church and uh to grow from there and so i love that you touched on that and uh with that being the background like if you're listening pause go back to the beginning of what mason was talking about now with all of that context and listen again because i really do think that it will be um a beneficial thing Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely one question i do kind of want to go back to is so alex you were talking a little bit about this idea of stewardship right and how for you it's we're going to steward our house we're going to steward the people um at this point in your life where you're at today for both of you guys stewardship is this um has your view of stewardship evolved over time did it start out different Mm -hmm. you know 5 10 15 years ago has it always been this way? Just talk about what stewardship is to you now and what has that evolution process been like for you? Yeah, my, my journey with stewardship uh, started with Pastor Jake asking me to come speak to some of his students uh, in the leadership academy that he was leading, leading and uh, his assistant, Callie, like, Alex, uh, they want you to come in and speak on stewardship. And I'm like, done. I'm going to come in and speak on stewardship. And then I was like, what's it mean? Uh, I just say yes to stuff, figure it out on the way. And, yeah. Because you know, it's, it's like outside of the church, 
you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's not, it's a word not used mm-hmm. all the time. So I did a bunch of research and, you know, and, and listen to messages and time, talent, treasure, time, talent, treasure, mm-hmm. time, talent, treasure. And yeah. so, um, I'd say my view has evolved more about, you know, the, the gifts that God's given me with, right. That, mm-hmm. um, maybe I took for granted with connecting people. Now, now I view that as, Oh no, this can be, make a massive kingdom impact. Mm-hmm. And I, and a lot of times That's when you cool. make a massive kingdom impact with stuff, you got to be comfortable without getting any of the credit, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like, Kyle needs this. Mason's the perfect person for it. I'm going to introduce him and then get him out of the way. Right. That's, that's me stewarding my gift. And mm-hmm. um, I also like to say on, on the flip side that our greatest gift is our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that is the greatest stewardship that we can have is like actually giving, sharing that gift mm-hmm. with others. Where it's right. like, you know, cause you know, when, when you have somebody that's really walking it out with Jesus and they're thriving because of it. Mm-hmm. And then you see the other person that, you know, they might have a very successful business, mm-hmm. but their marriage isn't where it needs to be. They're not being the father that they need mm-hmm. to be. And it's like, this, this is it. Jesus is the answer, mm-hmm. right? right. And, and to hear that from somebody outside of just the pastor, mm-hmm. um, I think can be yes. really powerful. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And for me, I started off, hinted at it earlier, but grew up a uh, big family or bigger, not big now. So many people have so many kids now, but we had four kids and that was a lot then. There's a COVID boom. There's yeah. a, <laughs> the COVID baby boomers. Um, so four kids, uh, mom was a full-time stay-at-home mom, praise the Lord. Dad worked uh, two full-time jobs and odd jobs to take care wow. of all that. And so you don't need to feel bad for me at all. We didn't have a lot, but we were America poor, not really poor. So it was amazing. And yeah. But even in spite of that, I grew up you know, in that world and that mindset and I remember I used to think of stewardship as, well, that's for when you have enough. Like yeah. you, have, you get to mm-hmm. X and then you need to steward it. And I, I'll yeah. never remember. I had this friend. Um, if you've ever read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it was a similar mm-hmm. scenario. I was my, one of my best friends in school. His dad was the wealthiest guy in our community and really good friends with him. Love talking business, love doing all that stuff. I was awful at it. I just probably talked too much. But, um, <laughs> but he talked and he looked at me one day and we were talking about cars. And he's, I was like, I would love to have that car. And he looked at me and he said, Mason, I wouldn't give you that car mm. if it was an extra one of mine. Mm. And I said, why not? <laughs> he said, look at the way you treat that one. And this was podunk, <laughs> janky. I spray painted it all one yes. color terribly. And he said, I said, it like, because it's ugly. He said, no, because it's dirty. He said, if I gave you this, you would treat it like that. He said, you think you're going to treat it right, but you would treat it like this. And so it just shifted. That was a phase where it shifted Mm -hmm. uh, for me and how I even looked at stewardship. Mm -hmm. And then um, for a long time in my life, I thought about it as stuff, like the physical stuff, Mm -hmm. until I got some freedom from from the Lord on some stuff like that. And then now we see it. Now I see it more as uh, it's our lives, which is steward like our lives mm-hmm. in its entirety mm-hmm. and what we do. And um, so much so that at a, at a crossroads in my life, the Lord said, stop striving and steward what I put in front of you. Mm, that's good. Your so future's good. mine to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. And then you've been obedient ever since. Yes. <laughs> and faithful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Today I'm obedient and faithful. Like right now. Yes. But yeah. no, I haven't. But it's been good. It's been a fun journey. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think I think we um, we also take for granted the uh, the relationship with money, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the spiritual, you know, the mm-hmm. Bible talks about you know the spiritual connotations to money and the weirdness that we have around um, feeling comfortable talking about money with within mm-hmm. the church, but honestly, mm-hmm. even outside of the church, right? Which right. to me just shows how spiritual it truly is. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think having a having a relationship with your local church. To where, um, yes, the Bible tells us to tithe, but it's not just about that. It's that I know my church is going to be stewards of the mm-hmm. money of the money mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. I am good. comfortable having my kids spend a lot of time at your church because I know they're going to grow, mm-hmm. and you're going to be a steward. So it's this it's the stewardship in yeah. in, in both directions. Where yeah, um, you know you're you're just like you said they're they're taking like look at this building, look what you guys are doing with this building. It's a it's a good example of that. That car that you were talking about, Mason, right? Where you guys are, you guys are beautifying this place and, and really doing some amazing stuff with it. So. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And I think as I hear you guys both talking about it, stewardship to you guys is way more than just a financial 
okay. obligation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I think for the for the Christian, a lot of times we hear stewardship and we instantly think tithe, we think yep. giving, we think where can I put this check? How can I support? And it becomes a financial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but how similarly or differently do you guys view stewardship and this idea of, of generosity? Like, are those two one and the same or are they different in you guys' opinion? Yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, it's absolutely the same. And once again, it's, it's all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Generous with my time, generous with whatever, right? With, mm-hmm. uh, with what I'm going to share with people, like, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. being vulnerable, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we, Quinn, Quinn uh, and Kelly were just watching Come Out in Jesus' Name the other day, and they were talking about Ouija boards. And I looked at Quinn, and I was like, yeah, when I was in ninth grade, I, you know, I played around with the Ouija board. That's something I recently repented to God. And mm-hmm. That night, Mason and I go to Purdue University. They had a um, – we don't go to college there. Uh, we, we, we went there to go – we served on a, on a prayer team there for yeah. uh, a, a church there, oh, and they cool. had an event. And first kid comes up to me to pray over, and he's like, yeah, I, I you know, did Ouija board. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> once again, this is one of these side tangent things yeah, that I amazing, go off though. on. But it's like being a steward mm-hmm. looks lots of different mm-hmm. ways. And it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's these lives are not ours. Not just right. my money's not mine. Right. My, my home's not mine. But this, this mm-hmm. life that I have is yeah. not mine. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, the way you frame that is good. That's the probably the most recent revelation the Lord's given me specifically with stewardship and money was the generosity piece of it. Cause I always thought of stewardship as in, in the parameters of the parable of the talents, like you took this and turned it into this, mm. like shame on the guy who did nothing with it, with mm-hmm. it. It was actually out of fear mm-hmm. of his master, but he did nothing with it. And I just marked it as return on investment. Like mm-hmm. what am I turning what God's given me into? Right. And that is not stewardship. That is a facet of stewardship, but it, mm-hmm. but generosity is stewardship in, in all the facets. Like I remember talking to wow. Alex one time, rewind in time. And I was like, Alex, how do you, I know it takes a lot of work to look as not busy as you do. And <laughs> we have the same spiritual gift of that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. but you know, all joking Seriously. aside, it takes a lot of work to be that available to people and, you know, yeah. to For not real. feel like you're taking from something. And I was like, how do you manage it all? Yeah. Like, how do you do it? Cause we've been friends for a long time, leading small groups together. I was like, you're not that organized. How you do it? <laughs> and he said, he said, I remain interruptible to God and he, he creates capacity for the rest. Wow. And just that generosity uh, with your life, which is true. I learned a lot specifically from the Yader family mm. on generosity because they are generous. They always have someone living with them or about to live with them mm-hmm. or who just left from living with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. They're always like he was, I asked him, can I have some more eggs? I have a bunch of chickens. <laughs> and he gave me some eggs and, you know, he, he said nothing else. But yeah, absolutely. Later yeah. on in the day, he forgets. He just gave me eggs and told someone else, yeah, our chickens just stopped laying because it's so hot out. He gave me his last 18 <laughs> eggs. Like, and so just generous. Quinn, Quinn got one last night. Is that right? There yeah. you go. Yeah, so I we're, ate, we're, there you we're, go. We're working our way back up. Back in Good. business. I ate five for you this morning, Quinn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just that generosity yeah, of yeah. like, sure, go yeah, for it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to have that mindset, right, of, of well, yeah, sure, take my eggs. Take, come live with us. Hey not mine to begin with, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's something that probably is an undertone that I'm hearing from you guys, but it's a realization that you have that none of it's yours to begin with, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's, there is, and, and you're here to give biblical reference to stuff that I say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Lord help us. So I'm speaking to Mason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys as well, but yeah. <laughs> there's absolute freedom in just walking that out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like it just removes... Mm-hmm. Mm. You know the spirit of spirit of mamma mammon mammon like doesn't have control over me. Yeah, right. right. I'm not. I don't like we we're not worried about that. So let right? me pause right. you because yeah. there's context for that. The spirit of mammon is the spirit of of money of wealth in the Bible, right? Like it's when Jesus says you can't serve two masters at one time. He's right. referring to the spirit of mammon and to God. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying you've been freed from the spirit of mammon, yeah. it's it's this idea of the love of money, right? When you hear the biblical reference of yeah. uh, the root of all evil is the love of money. I think that right. that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, and so absolutely. you didn't just wake up one day, either no. one of you, especially Mason, probably with yep. a little bit of the testimony you've been given, you mm-hmm. don't just wake up one day and be like, ah, this is all God's. None of this is mine anyways, right? right? So what does that process look like for someone who says, man, like, I really do feel like I love the Lord. I, I feel like I have the right motivations, but at the same time, man, I just, love money. I love what it can get me. Mm-hmm. And 
man, like I just got to accrue, accrue, accrue. It's all mine. And at the end of the day, I'm going to have a bank account that's massive or a house or a yacht or whatever, right? Like, what would you say to that person? Well, and the people too that are like, I've just worked so hard for this. Like, this is this is mine. Right, I've put right. in the work. I've put in the elbow right. grease. A lot of, that's what I hear mm-hmm, a lot, mm-hmm, I would say, in mm-hmm. today's culture. So maybe speaking to that. Yeah, I don't think that you... We humans love formulas. We love lines. We love clear boundaries, all this and that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could draw a line of you now have too much stuff. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. And mm-hmm. to parallel, I was with a, a friend of mine who's asking for advice on something with a kid. And he was talking about uh, to celebrate how wise he is with his kids. He was talking about, I'm not going to pay for their first car. I'm not going to pay for their college. They are going to pay for it. And that's a neutral statement. I was like, okay, cool. Why not? He's like, well, I don't want them to be, um, what do you say? Ungrateful or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be them to be selfish or mm-hmm. there's a term, spoiled. I don't want mm-hmm. them to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't have kids that old yet, so I haven't had to cross that bridge. But <laughs> honestly, if at 16, you're trying to win the war of spoiled, you already lost it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That yeah. happened a long, that was supposed to be fought a long time ago. Sure. And that is not where spoiled gets determined. If, mm-hmm. if you paid for their car, it's totally neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a daughter who, if I give her, Four M&Ms, she's jacked out of her gourd, thinks it's Christmas morning. <laughs> and my other daughter, if I give her one M&M, she's like, can I have six, six more? more? I think she got more than me yesterday. It's like, <laughs> but just, they're different and they need time. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. which daughter it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. What do you think of that, Alex? Mm. Yeah, I, um, um, it's challenging, right? Like, I mm. get it. I've been, I've been there. Um, and I think that with, uh, with growth, with wisdom, um, you can accomplish a lot more, Mm. right? I think you can be generous. I think you can give, um, I, but, but I think you can grow your business. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't think the Bible, when it says be fruitful and multiply that it's necessarily talking about business, but I think you can look at that as a, as a similarity where it's like, I can grow the, I, does God want me to grow this business? Ask him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I grow this business, what's going to stop it? People. OK, mm-hmm. now I need to learn how to grow people. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to be a developer of leaders. I'm not good at that. OK, I need to find somebody that's good at developing. Mm-hmm. leaders, Right. Yeah. So it's like that whole ecosystem within your business. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're concerned about that percentage mm-hmm. of money, I, the, the guy that helped me um, uh, do a bunch of landscape work around my house, really good friend of ours. Um, we did our work in September of October. So it was at the end of the season. And he said, I just wanted to let you know that I've reached my income level for the year for the business. So everything that comes in above this is going back to the local church or charities that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? So it's just, it's, it's a mindset of like really understanding where you need to uh-huh. be, where you want to be. And, and I think the, the biggest thing that I would say to that specific question is if you feel that tightness, mm. there's there's something spiritual there, and, mm-hmm. and and I I recommend that's where you go get in a relationship with your pastor, mm-hmm. pastors, people in your church. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason and I are big fans of praying and seek wise counsel, yeah. um, and just having conversations with other people where you know right. y- you are totally empowered to make that statement of I've worked hard. This is my money. Yeah. But let somebody speak into your life on, you know, mm. the joy that you can get out of mm-hmm. um, whatever it is. Cause, cause maybe it's not the building, right? Mm-hmm. right? For, for Kelly and I, it used to be a lot of, we got a lot of joy out of when somebody came and they were like, I want to go on a mission trip. I just don't have the money to go on a mission trip. And we'd be able to send help send them on a mission trip mm-hmm. and they'd come back and they'd come back with some crazy wow. experience. Yeah. They're like, got him. You know, they're on fire, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, so, so what is going to, because I think whatever's going to stir up your heart is probably where God's leading you mm-hmm. to where you can steward your money well. Mm-hmm. And that, right. uh, that eternal ROI that you're going to get out of it is powerful. Well, that, if I could interrupt and add to that, yeah. the, there's number one on the spiritual side, you can be free from the spirit of mammon and still have the spirit of mammon try to affect your life. Mm-hmm. So Alex, in, his, in what he said, he is free from the spirit of mammon in mm-hmm. that it is not a spirit that, uh, that has that resident affliction in him. But the spirit of mammon still tries to affect the eater's life. You know, yes. the time you, yes. you go to write that check or the Lord asks you to do this one big thing that's too much time that you don't want to spend away from your family, yeah, right. yep. and you say, and you're tempted to not say yes, that is uh, being affected by the spirit mm-hmm. of, and you get to say no to that. 
Um, but then on the other side of that, one of the things that we've really had to pay attention to is watching people live out a generous life. My wife and I live out a generous mm -hmm. life and not try to just duplicate their generous life. Like yeah. we don't want people living in our house. We mm -hmm. just don't. But to cook a home cooked meal, invite them into a slow paced, yeah, low tech kids, lifestyle. It's <laughs> awesome. It's like Airbnb, but a it's daycare. Awesome. We don't want to talk about it. It's not, it's highly regulated. Uh, <laughs> but we had to figure out like, what is generosity for us? Right. We love right. leaving stupid fat tips at restaurants because yeah. I was raised on tips. Mm. Okay. My dad was 21 years. He was a server and wow. we lived on him. That's, That's what amazing. he paid for our family bed. So right. we love doing that. Uh, we love paying. For, we love being the people that pay for food when we go out. Mm -hmm. We like inviting people in our home, sharing our home, mm -hmm. and um, temporarily. Yeah, temporarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Non-resident. Start time yeah. and end time. The Lord may ask us, which is fine. We'll most likely, hopefully, say yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but that's not what we're trying to model our life after. Right. Sure. Um, applied differently. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to share that. That looks. Yeah. You're going to hear these things that we examples yeah. you're giving. You're like, I should be doing that. Well, no. You should be generous in heart and in action. That's great. And yeah. do one, and the other will follow. But it yeah. doesn't have to be those. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, too, with generosity. If you look at the body of the church, like we all have to have those different points of generosity mm -hmm. so that we can affect the world that we live in today to bring mm -hmm. heaven down to earth. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's a really good point. I really like yeah. that. That's awesome. I think mm -hmm. there's one thing that, and maybe this is where I have to try to step outside my lens of understanding because I only am one person, but I feel like there's something that in all of this we're glossing over, which is the fact that you guys came to a realization in the first place that the gifts and the talents and the resources mm. and the time and none of that was yours in the beginning. So it doesn't matter how hard you worked for. It doesn't matter how good you are at it. Yeah. It never started out as yours. So mm -hmm. it never was yours. I feel right. like you guys are saying that without saying that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think that's important for someone who struggles with, with this challenge to understand that you worked hard, but you worked hard using the gifts and the talents that you were given mm. and that were placed on the inside of you, not something that you had separate from God. And now you have to go and somehow give it to God. You're just returning it to him, whether it's time, talent or treasure. And Is that I, fair? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and that's scriptural. In that. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think there's freedom in understanding that perspective mm -hmm. shift as well. Yeah. And it's, and it's scriptural. You can, I'll paraphrase the verses, but you know, he knew you before he knit you together in his mother, in your mother's womb. He mm -hmm. knew you, made mm -hmm. you exactly the way you are. He chose the time and place you'd be born. Mm -hmm. So he picked that. All good things come from the Lord. Uh, everything in the earth and the fullness thereof is his. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it is his. Right. We are literally stewards of it. All yeah. the, the parables that point to it. Uh, so scripturally, what you're saying is 100% true. Yeah. It is not mine. Mm -hmm. I worked hard to come to bring to me what is mine, but all good things come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, right. Well, inherently, right. With stewardship, you're, you're managing something that someone else's. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. that's, see, I think stewardship and generosity, in my opinion, can get confused and people think they're the same thing. But if a lot of times when people talk about being generous, I'm going to give you something of mine, but if I'm going to steward, I'm going to return back something to God, or I'm going to manage it well for him. And generosity almost shows at some level a possession that fine, I'll give you this, right? But if I'm stewarding well, it, I'm just, it's just flowing through me. It's just passing, whether it's time, talent, or treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. So awesome. We can talk all day long about the principles of it, but the reality is for the people, like all of us who from time to time, we have the challenge of, okay, like I want to be a good steward. I want to be generous. Like what do you guys in, the business world and your relationship people like what's the biggest barrier to people who say I want that but have a hard time living it out mm -hmm. or in your experience what have you guys felt like the biggest barrier to actually living out this principle that is so clearly stated in the bible is fill in the blank yeah i think um time i think that's a common reoccurring theme i think that um you know business sp speaking specifically to business owners we don't all, we can, we just kind of end up where we end up in our business, and and that a lot of times that's you're very successful in your business, but then your business literally owns your life, right? right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, you know, I I like to tell people about my order or keeping things my priority, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I always pray for God um, to make me uh, the, the man you called me to be. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the father, or I'm sorry, then the, see, I screwed it up already. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good prayer. The husband yeah. you called me to be, yeah. right. the father you called me to be, and then the leader you called me to be. Yeah. And That's um, good. so getting my order in order. Mm-hmm. And usually when I pray that, I'll get a little Holy Spirit check if I'm not, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think doing things in the order and um, being rooted in the Word of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, business owners, the greatest business book you could read is uh, the Bible yeah. and specifically <laughs> Proverbs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Proverbs is the ultimate book of wisdom. Um, Solomon, uh, God came to Solomon and said, um, I'll give you what you ask for. And he said, give me wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Solomon's one of the authors of Proverbs. And we, uh, Mason and I have a group and tomorrow will be the 24th. And we'll be reading Proverbs 24 together as a group, and we're going to pull mm. stuff out of it. That's cool. Um, but it is, it's just an absolute life hack. So being in the Word of God, being in relationship with, with the uh, other business owners that are in your church or even outside of your church, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that um, that's just very, very, very powerful. Yeah. I think seeing it first as a process and then knowing that how you walk out the process of of becoming generous because we're, we're not born generous. Mm-hmm. Most people, sure. um, God may have made us that way, but sin has its effect. Yes. Right. And then realizing that it's a decision, like a decision at a time, mm-hmm. I choose to be generous. And as I do that, my heart becomes more generous. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you are approaching the day with the posture of Lord, I want to be more generous than I am. Mm-hmm. He will give you opportunities to be generous mm-hmm. in the thing Number one, that gives you most joy and most mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And number two, that challenges you the most. Mm-hmm. Both will show up because sure. I prayed mm-hmm. that prayer and that's how it, well, maybe he won't do it for you. That's how he did it for me. <laughs> right. He gave me opportunities to be generous in the things that bring life mm-hmm. to me to just reveal a little piece of my heart I wasn't clear on. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then the ways that would challenge me. And you'll see what that is because it isn't yeah. always money. Some people are like, I'll give you yeah. every penny I have, but if you want 10 minutes for me after five o'clock, mm-hmm. I am out. Right. And um, so just taking that journey with the Lord where you, you just go on the journey with the Lord, mm-hmm. be honest with them. Cause it won't surprise them. I struggle with generosity mm-hmm. or maybe I don't struggle with it, but I want to do better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you walk it out from there. So that would be my, yeah. I don't know if that was the original question, but that's yeah. my answer. That's a great that's answer. Amazing. I don't want to say what we want to say here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cause we forget. Yeah. <laughs> so before we kind of um, move on, on to this topic specific, specifically, like I know your wives aren't here. But I get obviously Amanda's here, and she is always a great check for some of the areas where I'm not as good of a steward as I should be, or I'm not as generous as I should be, or like mm-hmm. we were talking about different gifts, different talents. Like you, that to- goes both ways. Well, yeah, right, different <laughs> gifts and different talents. But yes, I think that there's a there's a sharpening piece that when we're in sync, which is hard sometimes to be in sync, and if you're listening and you're not in sync with your spouse or like your significant other, like there's wisdom in getting in sync, obviously, but mm. why don't you two talk to how your wives have helped kind of shape this spirit yeah. of stewardship and generosity and kingdom mm. mindedness, because you guys are like, You're you guys one. are great, but you need your spouse to be one with you in that because right. finances are a massively divisive topic in a marriage. If you're not on the same page. So, mm-hmm. so how your wives help you shape this narrative that you guys are? Yeah, I think you're going to get two extreme uh, <laughs> answers here. And we both, you go we first. Know this. Um, the uh, Kelly and I are like riverboat gamblers. <laughs> like, uh, just, like, we, just, we, just, we wake up and it's like, let's see what happens today yeah. type yeah. of thing. And um, uh, we, we try to communicate. I, I don't think we set a really good example of communicating, but we also... Um, respect and honor each other in the, mm-hmm. in the decisions that we make and specifically talking about giving right. and, um, you know, like I'll run into people and they're like, Oh yeah, Kelly. Da, da, da. And I was like, Oh, oh we did. Like, yes. <laughs> like, we paid for what? <laughs> no problem. Um, so, but, but at the end of the day, um, you know, being married 20 years to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. definitely my best friend, like, you know, I, I want to make her laugh. I want to make her smile, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that yeah, she, you know, your wife, your husband is your business partner, whether they're mm-hmm. your business partner or not your business partner. And mm-hmm. um, uh, 
a lot of times Kelly hears from God uh, in, in different seasons way better than I do. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to comes to business decisions, like she was telling me, like we're going to be leaving Verizon. What? There's no way. <laughs> oh, you know, wow. we had, we had, for the listeners, we had 32 Verizon stores, and we were we did that for 20 years. Yeah, like, yeah. I saw right. no life outside of that, mm-hmm. and it was my wife that was you know speaking that over us as a family mm-hmm. and on the opposite side of that the blessings have been just absolutely massive yeah. mm-hmm. where if i if i wasn't you know respectful of of what my prophetess had to say <laughs> right. um, yeah, about there's you know tons and tons of um examples of that where, yeah um but yeah we're we're pretty um we're pretty loosey as you guys can imagine you you, yeah, you know right, us. Right. You, you know kelly we're crazy, yeah. we're crazy people but we uh, love you anyways yeah, they, and, and, it, yeah. and it really it really really works well quinn's mm-hmm. not on mic thank goodness yeah uh but he can attest like we, we just have a lot of fun in our house yeah and, um, yeah. and there's there's uh rarely any uh any strife or disagreements or anything mm-hmm. like yeah that, so. yeah that's great yeah yeah it's awesome so what's the other end of the spectrum mason um, I don't know if we're on the other end of the spectrum. We are we are more calculated than the Yaters yeah. on things like that, which I think is the the fact that you're calculated. I think that's yeah, the part. The yeah. fact that we calculate um, yeah. is <laughs> but no, we I think what it's been for us, so we uh, at the begin way back towards the beginning of our relationship and our marriage, I was awful with money. Just mm-hmm. awful with money. She came when I first back when Amy and I were dating, um, she we were in her, in her house and she had this little box and I opened up the box and I was like, what is this? And it was a bunch of paychecks. I was like, what is this? <laughs> she had every paycheck she had ever received and had not cashed them. No, stop. No. It was a local small business in town. She I mean, oh. literally did not know, wasn't nefarious or, um, you know, <laughs> she wasn't stupid or something like that. I'm not saying that she just literally, she, she made cash tips there and then got her paycheck and she wow. just never cashed her paychecks and never thought about the fact that that had to come out of someone's yeah. bank account who's running a business, you know, sure. and stuff like that. And wow. I was like, what? And, but that's just the, that's, that's how we are different. Sure. I, I started first time I generated income. I was eight doing odd jobs around the neighborhood. It doesn't make me better with Aww. money. I just made all the mistakes first and way <laughs> earlier. So I was in debt by the time I was 12. That's not a joke and it's a dumb <laughs> idea. But, um, so we started off in that situation and, um, Yes, yeah, specifically on the topic of money, I'll never forget the day came. We had just been newly married and we got to the spot to where we got in a tight spot with money and I had to go to my father-in-law and ask him for help. Mm-hmm. And it was, my wife was like, you know, we, we knew where we were at, we knew the situation we were in and I had to ask him for help. And it was, not only was it super humbling in general, I just married his daughter and like, you know, <laughs> stood before the Lord and him and told him I could take care of her and um, <laughs> crushing it. And, crushing um, it. <laughs> and I had to ask him for help. And he hands me, um, he said, let's meet up for McDonald's. It was not a nice restaurant. I think that was on purpose. Uh, it was yeah. a McDonald's and, um, hand me a Dave Ramsey total money makeover book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the title to my wife's car and said, I'm not going to give you any money, but I'm going to pay off Amy's car mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you this book. And the only thing I ask in return is that you read this book, whatever you do with it is up to you, but just read it. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. whether you agree with Dave Ramsey or you do what he says or, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter, but it started off this spot where we really needed it. We really needed help with money in some way, came into contact with that, and then just started pursuing it together. And then through that process, because we took a long time to get out of debt, we officially just got out of consumer debt like a month ago. Come um, on. Yeah. Praise that's the Lord. It was awesome. great. Uh, we took a long time to do it. And, you know, that's not if Dave Ramsey, if you're listening, um, <laughs> sorry, I, I did the diet caffeine free Dave Ramsey plan. Um, and but. That process. How much, how much do I own your house? It's Sean Connery, actually. Uh, but we, but through that process of going through all of that together, yeah. we, we didn't want to set everything on fire and get out of debt. We just didn't. We wanted to live life mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. And so what we did instead was we just stayed in communication that whole time. Yep. And we just made decisions on purpose, most mm-hmm. of them in advance. And then made the decisions as they came and kept going. And what it brought was just this constant flow of communication mm-hmm. where we just talk together. We decide generosity together. We decide yeah. um, stewardship together. We, we decide what we spend money on, save money on. When we're going to, if the day came, we ran out of money, we're going to decide that together. Yeah. You know, there's times where God said, give it all. And we gave it all. We decided sure. that together. Mm-hmm. And just like Alex said, sometimes, um, like we call it being sync. And I do agree with that. But sync doesn't mean the same or necessarily that it was your idea or that 
if the other one wasn't there, you'd make the same decision. Right. I don't think that's synchronization. We're helpmates. Mm-hmm. So we, we just, we ultimately choose to do something together. Mm-hmm. We right. must choose on what we do next. Right. And, um, and we walk out that process. Our, uh, our default is whoever has the most generous inkling. We go with that, but mm-hmm. like, you don't need to do that. That's just default. what our default is. Cause <laughs> right. you know, if yeah. nothing else, it's a command in the Bible. So right. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Really neat. Um, I think, hold on before yeah, we go on, please. I think it's really neat in both of those stories how, as you talked about growing through it together with your wives, essentially it brought unity to the marriage and yeah, that's absolutely. God's yeah. ultimate goal at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And you talk about being in sync or helpmates, but at the end of the day, it's the unity that brings you back together and continues to make those decisions moving forward in unity. Yeah, really absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I love her. <laughs> she's awesome that's a good thing you've been together 10 years you've, you've yeah. met her yes you've met her she's yeah. awesome Aww. yeah she is both of your wives are. yes they are um okay so we've talked a lot about this idea of the person who's in business right the business owner what about the person who let's say i don't have a, a role as ceo owner maybe i'm i'm a nine-to-five employee maybe i'm part-time maybe i stay at home with the kids maybe like how can I take the place that God has put me in wherever I'm at and steward that place mm. in the season that I'm in to make the biggest impact I can for the kingdom because the kingdom needs me just as much as it needs a CEO, right? Like God didn't mess up. He didn't miss gifts. So how can I take advantage of where I'm at no matter where I am? Because if you're still listening and you're not the business owner, like you're probably waiting on like, okay, when, when is my current application coming? So mm. if you're not in that spot, what would you say? Yeah, um, it's the there's more examples of that in the Bible than of the king that actually gets something right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's Daniel, there's Joseph, there's Queen Esther, mm-hmm. who wasn't a queen, but you know, she <clears throat> she grew into that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's so there's tons of biblical examples of that, mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's um, it it mirrors the kingdom of heaven because it gives you an opportunity to serve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like the 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 position I'm in right now where we are part of a franchise system. Um, and so there's a lot of decision makers that are uh, above me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was, you know, this just getting to do what I want. I had my business partner. He and I would be on mm-hmm. the same page. Cool. Um, but it, it gets, it gives me so much opportunity to witness just through what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had our conference last year and uh, when people would introduce me, they're like, this is Alex. He's got this family. They all love Everbowl. Um, and he's probably going to pray over you at some point. during Because they, they, they just know it's like, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so wherever I'm at, like it gives me the opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't always do that. Right. So like when I was an employee, I didn't have the relationship with God like I do now, but mm-hmm. I think it can be so much more powerful. Right. Where you mm-hmm. are Joseph, right. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. You are Daniel and you can make that impact because if you are as a Christian, as if you are, you know, you're on time, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, you have integrity, you are working your butt off and you are dominating the competition. Yeah. That's going to give you the opportunity to rise up in the ranks and get closer mm-hmm. to leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because so much of it is just like showing up and, and working hard and doing the job, mm-hmm. leading up and down the chain of command, mm-hmm. communicating clearly. Right. Um, and you could just gain so much influence and, and, uh, like you said, God's put you in that position mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there was a time where I was in a really, at another crossroads in life and the Lord fighting, I was actually struggling between employee, business owner, a couple scenarios like that. And the Lord to kind of snap me out of it, um, said, I am your provider. I just mm-hmm. give other people the luxury of signing the front of the check. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so I think the fact that we are humans have gifts talents or treasures, or maybe more than those, that is what's common between what we're talking about. And that's what includes us in doing all the things that we've talked about. None of tech status doesn't preclude you from this, mm-hmm. your vocation, whatever. I, f- I have to fight every day to make a more eternal impact than my wife does at home full time with my kids mm-hmm. because she is changing the world mm-hmm. and she has a yeah. much harder job than I do leaving the home. Everybody I talk to every day is financially motivated in some way to agree with me at some point. Mm-hmm. She is at home with kids who have nothing to lose. <laughs> and so And real, willing to lose what they... Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. You take my M&Ms, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Game um, over. But yeah, so yeah, 
No, I think that's, um, so let's talk about this piece of, okay. So if I'm in the spot that you're just talking about and you say, okay, this is where God has me, but a little bit of like, you know, Joseph did work his way up, right? Daniel did work his way up. How do I stay content? Because I think that a discontent heart does a lot of damage in the season you're in and in future seasons. And it doesn't allow you to be as fruitful in the season you're in if you're just constantly discontent. So can you speak to being content where God has you, knowing that hopefully God has more for you, but I got to be content in this season? Yeah, I think one of the big keys to contentment is, is being grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good way to be grateful is to get clear on what's owed to you. And God owes you nothing more mm. than what you have. You pick the worst situation we're in in life. God doesn't owe you anything more. Mm-hmm. He paid the ultimate price mm-hmm. and gave us more than we could ever have thought, hoped for, dreamed of, or asked for. Mm-hmm. And he owes us nothing more. Right. And so, you know, you guys have kids too. You guys have mm-hmm. kids. One of the hardest things to teach them is to be grateful. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we'd be happy with what we have, if, mm-hmm. what we have, if nothing else ever came. Mm-hmm. So try to teach your kids. You got to okay. be happy with what you have if nothing else ever came. Mm-hmm. And you start with that. And um, I haven't vetted this theologically, just for the record, but <laughs> I, heard some, I heard a teacher that I respect teach on uh, when the Bible talks about going out into Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, and tells us what to do. Um, when it says, go out, mm-hmm. um, they made the point that if you look at that, the heart behind the original language, the sentiment is, as you go. Mm-hmm. And like that you're going wherever you go, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Judea, Samaria, and or the ends of the earth, Right. But as you go, do these things. Yeah. And so that was, a, that was a pivotal perspective change, even if they're wrong. It's mm-hmm. a pivotal perspective change mm-hmm. on how we see the world because as we go, wherever we go, mm-hmm. we are to do it. So yeah. you just be faithful. You do the best you can with what you've been given, mm-hmm. and you do the best you can with, with whom you've been given, mm-hmm. and pray for the Lord's favor, pray for his wisdom, and then just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and... Um, be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the present. That's the great yeah. theologian. I think it was in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Obi-Wan was like looking to the future and they were like, had to bring him back into check. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just be, you know, yes, present. the future. Yes. I want this. I want to learn and grow to this, but not at the expense of what and who's in front of me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you're going to blink. And y'all, your little kids are going to mm-hmm. turn into this yep. yeah. one, one day. This, or I'm pointing right. at my at Quinn. you can't yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, but, but my 15-year-old, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it goes by quick. Well, and I think, too, as you guys have talked about it, you talk about your growth with the Lord and how that has evolved and changed your perspective and given you shifts throughout this. And I just keep, I don't know, I just keep going back to the fact that your priority is the Lord and your intimacy and growing in that intimacy with him is first and foremost. And that's what shifted a lot of this for, Mm -hmm. for both of you and other business owners too. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Okay. So let's make one more shift conversationally for the rest of our time. And so let's talk just specifically, um, maybe let's talk about for the first part here, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have experienced? Uh, and even maybe if you want to keep it from on the spiritual side, like what are some of the challenges you see spiritually as you started to make these shifts of, I want to be better steward. I want to be generous. I want to grow my business. I want to achieve that next promotion. I want to grow my family. I want to love my wife. Well, I want to disciple my kids. Like what are those spiritual challenges that you guys have seen and how did you handle them? Um, not getting ahead of God. Right. So trying to move like the, I think this season that we've from 2019 till where we are now, mm-hmm. um, Kelly and I have been very intentional about not getting ahead of God, praying and seeking wise counsel, being mm-hmm. patient mm-hmm. with our decisions. And the temptation of doing more, the temptation of more mm-hmm. is the, the struggle, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I'm always looking at the next opportunity. God, God's always throwing vision my way mm-hmm. for business opportunities mm-hmm. or way to get my hands on real estate without spending a bunch of money Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we could maybe flip or rent out or whatever it is. But then I have to go back to my orders. Okay. Is that going to take time away from God, Kelly, the boys or the current stuff that I have? So I think for me, it's that temptation um, to do more is, is probably the biggest thing that I struggle with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then honestly, the other one is um, uh, confidence and comfortability in my gifts. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I, um, you know, Mason and I get the pleasure of hanging out so, with some just really incredible people that mm-hmm. do some amazing things in the city of Indianapolis, kingdom wise, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? Um, in front of prayer movements, deliverance movements, worship mu- movements, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at, at times I'm like, man, I wish I heard the Lord like Mason did, or I wish mm-hmm. I could do that. Right. And then I, I just have to sit back and remember, it's like, you're the connector. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's mm-hmm. an important piece in this. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you know, I, just as you say, like work with the gifts that are, mm-hmm. that are there wow. for you. So that's the, that's I think that's the constant kind of struggle thing that I have. So mm-hmm. as, as Mason knows for me, typically it's people part, right? So if I, Usually God will bring me a person that maybe they're looking for an opportunity. And then it's like, ah, okay, now this business opportunity makes sense to connect with this person mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. then move forward with it. Like that's usually how God, God moves in my life to cool. help me protect myself from that, mm-hmm. the, the desire to go try to do more. Mm-hmm. Right. That was great. Because I'm getting old. I'm like, I'm 32 now. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure are. 46 or 47. Yeah. Know. He doesn't even know. How yeah. old am I? Just yeah. not 50 yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not there yet. Yeah, I I agree with uh I agree with more the the issue of more. I think the world mm-hmm. teaches us to pursue more for the sake of more. And mm-hmm. a lot of what we end up with in the consulting world that we're in, uh we sit across from people who have you pick the scenario. They have the life you want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Pick the thing you're looking for, they have it. Mm-hmm. And if not done otherwise, they all wake up at a certain point and they just say why? Mm-hmm. Why do I, mm-hmm. why did I do this? What am I here for? What do I use mm-hmm. it for? Why, like, right. what do I even do with this? They just, they're confused. Yeah. And it was neutral as to what they did or that they did more or goals they set or whatever that, that happened. But mm-hmm. it was the fact that it wasn't done on purpose. It wasn't necessarily done with God asking him, God, what do you want out of my life? What do you want to do? Uh, and things like that. And just getting that clarity. And so I think the biggest, one of the biggest risks for me spiritually and just that process of pursuing growth in life and things like that mm-hmm. is making it about me. Mm-hmm. I am my biggest distraction. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in the name of making me better to serve God better, mm-hmm. but I'm my biggest distraction. Mm-hmm. He sure. wants me to focus on him. Seek me first. Right. And then mm-hmm. he says, all these things will be given unto you. Mm-hmm. So he's got it. He will take care of it. He will speak to me. He will be clear to me. He'll help me do these things, but I need to put him first and then do it with my wife. I remember when we first got married, I, there was a job that I was in that I wanted to leave and I came home and let my wife know, actually we finished the entire weekend and I let her know, Hey, this morning I'm going to quit the job. Mm. And she was like, what? Like she didn't know she married me and I had this job and I I didn't even tell her I was thinking about quitting. I mean, nothing. I was just like, yeah, I'm supposed to do this by myself, I guess. Awful idea. Don't behave that way. (laughs) But I did it. And you know, that was a really dumb thing to do that I learned from of like, we're supposed to build this life together and do it together. She is my helpmate. She will Mm -hmm. hear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. She will fear and feel in her heart and feel in her gut things that I need to pay attention mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. because she may not articulate the right way. I'm really good with words. I can refute almost sure. anything she says, but it doesn't change what she's feeling and it doesn't change that she's right. And if yeah. I get confused and start fighting her mm. instead of fighting the real thing, um, it goes bad directions yeah. and we're yeah. supposed to build it all together. What yeah. we choose to be generous with, the Lord's going to tell us to do it or we're going to like to do yeah. it and choose to do it. We should do it together. Right. The things we want to buy, the jobs we want to have, the places we want to live, the friends we want to have, we're supposed to do it together. Yeah. This is our life that God called us to live together be helpmates and do it together. And we've got to do it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and, and men, um, you know, in the business world or, you know, whether you're an employee W2 or whatever it is, um, partnering with your, your wife on co co ministering together mm-hmm. in your giving, mm-hmm. um, is just so powerful because yeah. she's just going to have access to different thoughts and dreams. Yeah. Um, just like you said, you lean more towards whoever has the more generous heart. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the direction mm-hmm. that you're going to go. I just, I would challenge you as as the man of the house to to go to your wife and be like, "Hey, if we had this, what would you do with it?" Mm-hmm. Right? And you might That's just good. be blown away mm-hmm. yeah. at the the at your wife being like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you're just gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to to grow closer wow. together and and more intimate. Just um, you know, really challenging her to think and dream bigger when it comes to generosity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want I want to talk to one thing that Mason said because I think we can probably all relate to this is making myself better in the name of once I am, I have more, once I'm better, I can further the kingdom more. Right. Right. Or I can do more for God or like, then God can use me or, and that desire for more, that idea of like a, a really prideful thought, truly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, that's the first sin. 
Like, yeah. if you want to be more like God, eat this fruit. You have everything but this one thing. You want to be mm. more like God, eat this fruit, mm-hmm. right? And I think we can all, like, we make it sound so good. We're professional Christians, so many of us. Like, I can, right. I can twist this so that other Christians think I'm being a really good Christian, but really, <laughs> like, I just want that thing or mm. I want that position. And so right. I think figuring out how do I actually, I think you said, seek God first and everything else will be added. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I actually do that? That's my verse, by the way. That's <laughs> From First Alex. Go yeah. for it. Second right. Hesitation, he chapter 12. That's my 12. favorite verse. <laughs> oh, favorite. gotcha. Tell us the whole verse. I just picked a couple words out. I'm just kidding. It's uh. <laughs> in the New Testament. <laughs> yeah, if, you know, if you're new to the Bible, you know, you just say it's in the Bible. And eventually you read the Bible enough, it's like, hey, it's in the New Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in the Gospel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Start, it's, yeah, you start yeah. narrowing it down. You can get a professional Christian. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. The... Ask the question again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't even know that it, it's a question it's as much statement. as I was expanding on your okay. thought because it. He was saying you had a good thought. Yeah, you had a good thought. Like, and you, then you <laughs> went, rare. And then you went on Same and you again. talked about your marriage, right? And it's like we glossed over that, but I just don't want us as Christians to get really good at saying Christian things for selfish yeah. motives, right? And I think that we can be really good at that. And well, if, if I do this, if I buy this house, if I do this, then I can do something for God. It goes all the way back mm. to your car metaphor from earlier. Like, yeah. if I have that awesome car, then I'll wash it. Then mm-hmm. I'll take care of it. But um, rarely do we do the things that we say we're going to do when we get more of the things. Yep. Yeah, because the it's a, a cute little statement, but the the room for improvement is the biggest room in my house. <laughs> it's like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna do that. And if I'm getting better for what I think I should get better for in my own right, mm-hmm. it'll it'll never work. But mm-hmm. when we when we as Christians read the Bible and understand the fact that ministry isn't for people paid full time to do ministry. Mm-hmm. That's not who only does ministry. It's not just the pastors Amen. who do ministry. We are called to be ministers. Mm-hmm. Right. All of us. Yep. If you believe in Jesus yeah. and you understand that he paid the price for you, then you are to touch this world in some way for him. Mm-hmm. And he will lead you into what that is. Mm-hmm. And if you follow that first, because that, that was a God given desire for me to get mm-hmm. better. I wanted to get better because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, because he gave me clarity. I didn't start off in a very good spot, but you know, I wanted to get better and wanted to do it for him. That was a good desire, but the devil's plan was to get Mm. me to get obsessed with it and focused on myself and make it about myself Mm. so that I just go in this spiral of, gosh, I'm just, what I'm doing great right now, but (laughs) doing nothing for anyone. Right. Right. And so it's really important to remember that we are to do ministry wherever we go. That ministry is a term for what we do, but we switched it into a job title. It's not supposed mm. to be a job title. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's different. Like I talked about, God's always taking me in and out of ministry. That's lazy language. God, mm-hmm. God took me in and out That's of good. who was paying me. Yeah. Mm. Right. And I am to do ministry in both environments. Why? Right. Because Jesus paid the price for me. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. And right. yeah, we, that'll mess we, you up. Uh, we come across a lot of people that are leaving church jobs and getting into the, the real world, mm-hmm. um, as they call it. Yeah. And I get offended when they're like, well, you know, God, God called me into ministry. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on, like, come, come spend a week with us. Sure. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing, we're doing a lot of ministry. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I would, I would challenge all of you business owners out there that just as a business, you can, you, you could do, you can be so much more efficient or mm-hmm. you can grow your sales. You can do. All that stuff, and 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 a lot of those answers are within the walls of the church that you're already a part of. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to get in relationship with mm-hmm. the other business owners of the of the church, and you got to look at each other and say, "Hey, what can I pray? For? What's the yep. one thing I could pray for you right now mm-hmm. about your business?" Yeah, yep. All right? And, right, and let the Holy Spirit lead you and and say what you got to say there. Right, so yeah, yeah. I, I I challenge you to you know get gather together, um, and and start helping each other out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Who's the who's the local lawn care guy? Who's the roofing guy? Who does mm-hmm. this? Who does right. that? And support each other out and help each other grow, mm-hmm. right? Help each yeah. other's businesses grow. Um, that's going to open up more job opportunities for these the young people that are going to come to the church. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so grow grow your businesses that way. Grow your businesses mm-hmm. with within the church. There's probably some gray haired people like me that are a part of your church that have some business experience that think that their time at making a kingdom impact is done mm-hmm. where if you come right. to them and say, Hey Bob, tell me about this company that you, that you built right. and sold. Cause I think I'm going to be making an exit in five years. And then they're able to pour back into you there as well. Mm-hmm. So um, get in relationship with each other, use the Bible as a, as a guidebook 
um, and, you know, grow, grow, grow. Yeah. I think that's great. Any other final thoughts on the intersection of kingdom and business uh, that we can keep to maybe like a five minute conversation? Because I know you guys have more thoughts. But just in general, anything you yeah. want to cap our I conversation have like with? Five more minutes of stuff in my no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say, do it with God. Yeah. Like the, the one of the my favorite revelations that the Lord gave me was we were talking about. Uh, I was specifically taking a look at pursuing the spiritual gifts, like the Bible talks about mm-hmm. doing that. And uh, you know, prayers are a way to talk to God and hear from God. The Bible's the way to learn about God, hear from God as well, because mm-hmm. it's the living Word. And then but serving and ministering to people is the equivalent of me going on a date with my wife. It is what we do together. That is yeah. me spending time mm-hmm. with the Lord. I'm with the people he cares about doing mm-hmm. the things that he cares mm-hmm. about and his power is made perfect in my weakness. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that I was already good at it. It's mm-hmm. that I showed up and was willing to do it. And mm-hmm. the Lord shows up because good for me. I get no credit and that's good. That's right. Cause when I self promote is not good. Mm-hmm. It's a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do it with God. I love it. Awesome. Alex, what else would you add? Anything? Um, Honestly, just what's on my heart is uh, we'd we'd love to pray for for the business people, the church, yeah. for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know we we obviously have a massive heart for this. We we'll talk some offline about potentially bringing up some people and you know um, you know gathering up some of the business people and mm-hmm. maybe doing a little oh. little hangout session or something yeah. or something like that with some of the business people. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. um, we we we're part of a group. It's called Heaven and Business. And they, they do a lot of really, really cool yeah. stuff. And it's just that, that mindset of, as Mason's talking about, um, but, you know, just as, as, you know, friends of you guys, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle, you and I, you know, really getting to know each other first on the basketball court and, mm-hmm. then, and then doing some stuff in church. Like, I'm just so proud of you guys, oh, proud thank of you, you as leader of this church and as a husband and as, as yeah. a father. And thank it's you. just really, really cool to see what you guys are doing here and Amanda just watching, watching you grow and, you know, being such a good friend to mm-hmm. Kelly and mm-hmm. Carly and other people that are yes. uh, important in our mm-hmm. lives, you know, it's mm-hmm. just really, really cool. And I think that this is just the beginning of some really, really awesome stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, that this is, you know, what you guys are talking about and, you know, what you guys are living out is a good example to the, to the business owners of this church of being, you know, being mindful mm-hmm. of where you're at right now, being mm-hmm. excited about what does God have for us? What does God have for us? What does God yeah. have for us? Right. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you have anything else and then we could pray for him. Let's pray. We just take this over. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They wrote prayer down. Yeah, yeah they did. All right. Let's yeah. pray. Yeah. Father, uh, you know, thank you for this opportunity um, to, to gather here together in your house. Um, Lord, we just ask that, uh, you know, the businesses, um, the businesses of, of this church, are, are blessed, uh, that you give them opportunities of influence, that you give them a spirit of, uh, of, w- of wisdom and of revelation of just fresh new ideas. Lord, we just ask for a fresh anointing um, over this church and over this church's body um, for just new ideas um, on how to grow their businesses and how to make a bigger community impact um, for your kingdom to come, for your will to be done, Lord. Lord, uh, just pray a, a special blessing over Kyle and Amanda's uh, marriage, Lord, that you just you just uh, in the, in this time where they're just growing this beautiful church, that their marriage is growing stronger and stronger, stronger. That their the pace of the growth of their their unity and their marriage um, uh, outpaces the growth of this church, Father. And you know we thank you for the kingdom impact um, that they have um, up here and the example that they are uh, for this community already. God, I pray that you would touch this community, uh, the physical community that we're in. I pray that you touch the community that's listening to this podcast right now. Uh, Number one, we pray against the spirit of mammon over their lives. We break it. You have no power here because Mm -hmm. Jesus paid the price, and what he paid the price for is done. So Mm -hmm. we cash in on that, and we say, come out and leave them alone in the name of Jesus. And we pray as they walk this out, we pray that you would work in their hearts, that you would first get their heart, God, and that we would pray in their lives that they would seek you and that they would find you. God, give them wisdom. Uh, We pray against the perspective of scarcity that we serve a God of abundance, not so that we can get more, but that that you have no problem doing what you want to do because you have it all anyways. Mm -hmm. And so we pray for that, God. We pray that you would touch it. We bind the devil in the name of Jesus of anything he's trying to do to work in their lives. As they take what you've had for them on this podcast, that you've used our broken perspectives and our human broken lives to to share just what we could come up with as we're asked questions. We just pray that you would help them, God. Touch them. Let them hear your words. We know that the veil you talked about in the Bible, that 
that couldn't be removed without salvation, that is removed. And we pray that you would he- that they would hear your voice and hear it clearly and that you'd speak to them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much. Thank you for making the trip up here and just uh, being a part of this and sharing your wisdom, your experiences, growth, failures, all of that. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us and listening through this whole conversation. I know this is probably a little bit longer than normal, but uh, believe that it is worth it and uh, praying that it truly does impact you in such a such a powerful, powerful way. Join us next time again for uh, another episode and one that is released at the very first of the month. Uh, If you're enjoying this, like, subscribe, comment, and be sure to share this with other people. Have a great week.